afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are with me today. We've got an amazing, amazing show in store for you. Um, I, I had a rush to do it, so I didn't get like the, the description down well on my Facebook live streams. It's, it's streaming on my Conscious Consultant page on Facebook and on my own timeline. And I've got an amazing, amazing guest in store for you guys today. Um, so I hope you'll stay with me through the show. But of course, first... We've got our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what uh, Mike Dooley and the universe have in store for us today. First from the universe. The illusion is that completion lies just a new toy, friend, job, or idea way. The reality is that no one will ever be more complete than you already are. You were my idea, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, I guess trying to remind us today that we are complete in and of ourselves, that we are complete, whole, amazing, energetic beings in our physical bodies. And that being that we are complete, we don't need anything else. Now, we may have desires, we may have wants and needs, and those are all fine, and those are beautiful, and that's part of being who we are. But that does not mean that there's something missing. It does not mean that there's anything wrong with us. It does not mean that we are broken. We are not broken. We do not need to be fixed. We are complete. And it's not about a new toy. It's not about a new friend, a new job, a new relationship, a new business. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about the fact that we are born perfectly imperfect. That's one of my new favorite phrases, being perfectly imperfect. Um, because in life, oh, thank you for all the love on the Facebook live stream. Um, but, you know, just in life, it, 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 it's things never go the way we expect. Things never go... Um, the way sometimes in the way we want, but somehow in the end, in the long run, when we can stretch our perspective far and wide, it always works out perfectly. So a wonderful quote from the universe. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let's see what Abraham has in store. Oh, first, let me shout out my Facebook people. Uh, Stephen, welcome to the Facebook live stream. Mark, great to see you, my old friend. Been a long time. Callie, glad you're watching. And Walter, welcome, welcome. Oh, my God. I love, I love my peeps on Facebook. All right. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Have you accomplished your point of attraction deliberately or by default? Have you prepared the climate or atmosphere around you by deliberately meditating, by quieting your mind, by looking for thoughts that feel good, by making lists of things that please you? Or is your point of attraction a knee-jerk response to something someone else said or to something you were observing around you? What is the reason for your point of attraction? Why are you thinking the thoughts that you are thinking? Are you doing it on purpose or are you doing it by default? Abraham. Mm. 
Mm, mm. I really like this quote from Abraham because this is really, I, I, I think, where Abraham tries to uh, to just kind of remind us that, you know, we are always creating one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a couple of people here in our in-studio audience. You can all see her. Yeah. Um, so are we doing it deliberately or by default? Are you creating the energetic atmosphere? Are you creating the environment, the emotional, energetic, physical environment that it will attract your hopes and dreams and desires? Or are you merely responding to what happens to you? Are you, are you looking at life and saying, mm, this is great and I want this? And then deliberately focusing, meditating, quieting your mind, looking at the things that lift you up? Or are you just responding to what's going on? Oh, did you see that person? They, they cut in front of me on the line to get into the subway. Oh, did you see that person in the car? Oh my God, they almost ran me over. Oh, you, you know, are, are you paying attention to all the things that bring your vibration or bring your energy down? Or are you focusing and making lists and looking at the things that actually bring your energy up? We are always constantly either empowering ourselves or disempowering ourselves. And we're doing it by the choices we make by what we choose to focus on. Look, my life is not perfect. Nobody's life is. You know, sometimes I think like people see me and they think, oh, my God, Sam, you've got you got the wellness and you got the radio station, your own show. You're doing all these amazing things. Oh, my God, you've got such a perfect life. No, it's far from perfect. I make mistakes. I have to deal with tough issues, same as everyone else. The difference just might be. I choose not to focus on the fact that maybe something is a little bit hard, that maybe it's a little diff difficult in the moment to deal with. I choose to focus on the things that actually make me feel good. I choose to focus on how things are evolving and changing, how I am growing, how I am showing up better, how much support I have, how many amazing people I have around me, how I get up and come to the office. And as I say all the time, I do what I love every single day. And I feel I'm so blessed because of that. Now, I do what I love every single day because that's what I choose to focus on. Does not mean I love doing the accounting work from, for my business. Does not mean I love having to deal with all the phone calls that I deal with. But I choose to focus on the things that I do love. So every day I do the things that I love. And you know what? You can do it too. You absolutely can. I am not unique. It's a choice. It is absolutely a choice. And I don't care how lousy your job is, and I don't care how bad your relationships are, and I don't care how bad your financial situation is. You can either choose to focus on what's improving, what pleases you, what, what makes you feel better deliberately or not. Or you can just live by default and just say, oh, this is life is just happening to me. I have no control. Or you can make the choice to really 
focus on those things that empower you. And from that place of empowerment, you can create an amazing, amazing life. So amazing quote from Abraham. So glad uh, I got this quote today. And again, these quotes, they're always so apropos for my guest. I'm so glad. And and just a quick shout out before I introduce my guest. Um, Welcome, Susan, John, uh, Dennis, and Keith. Awesome. Oh, my God. Keith, I haven't seen you around for a while. Glad you're you're on the Facebook live stream. Um, And Dennis, uh, old dear friend. Thank you. All right, so today it is my extreme pleasure to welcome back. And you know what? I, I'm not sure. I have to go back and check my archives. I think my guest today holds the distinction of the person I've had on my show the most. You know, I've had a couple of people come back on two, three times. Joe, I think you've been on the show. This has got to be like your fifth time, right? Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know, but if... Uh... If I'm the up there in the high number, I'm I'm honored. Well, you know, I mean, you were one of my first guests back in 2010 when I first started doing the right, show. Right. So, anyway, Joe Nunziata is a dear, dear friend and holds a very special place in my heart because. Joe is a nice Italian, normal Italian guy from Brooklyn, right? I grew up, I was a normal Jewish guy from the Bronx. But we both ended up, you know, on this amazing spiritual path that, you know, we're just normal guys, right, Joe? Yeah, I guess whatever normal is, but right. <laughs> I don't know what that really is. But, yeah, you know, I know what you're saying. We're just like kind of regular guys. We're not... Uh... We're not swamis or anything uh, crazy. Exactly. We weren't born enlightened. You know, we didn't right. uh, uh, start, you know, we, we uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I wasn't seeing angels in my backyard when I was three years old. I mean, I've had guests right. who've done that, but not me. But We're not Dalai Lamas or anything right. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but Joe is a best-selling author. He's a spiritual life and business coach and a professional speaker. He's been, been delivering life-changing messages at events and seminars since 1992. And his programs are a unique blend of spirituality, psychology, philosophy, and the power of internal energy. He's appeared on many TV and radio shows, including Good Day New York, Street Talk, Guyam TV, Cablevision News, Better TV, The Braveheart Network, as well as The Conscious Consultant Hour. We can't forget that one. And uh, his, his books include, his latest book is Chasing Your Life, which we're going to talk a lot about today. Um, he also has books, Karma Buster, Spiritual Selling. Was, uh, no, Sp- Spiritual Selling wasn't your first book, was it? Actually, my first book in 2000 was called No More 9 to 5. No More 9 to 5, right. And uh, Which was when I was doing uh, business consulting and things like that. So, yes, we've yeah. come a long way. Yes, come a long way. Awesome. And now you're, you're out there in uh, sunny California, right? Yes, Southern California, very beautiful. Uh, seeing palm trees every day, I still, I still get very excited. I know the people out here are not, but for me as a New York kid, <laughs> waking up and looking out the morning and seeing palm trees is very exciting. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I know. For them, it's like, oh, it's a sunny day. Yeah, that's yeah, just like... a palm tree, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like we see uh, 360 other days of the year, but right. they haven't, you know, experienced New York winters, so they don't really know how to appreciate it. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so so you've come out with a new book, uh, Chasing Your Life. Um, it came out when? It just came out this month. It just came out in January. Awesome, awesome. And it's available where? Just let people know where they can find Best it. Best place by Amazon. You can go on there and put in Chasing Your Life. You'll catch it right away, and uh, that's probably the best spot to get it. Awesome, awesome. And if you 
are subscribed to our newsletter, you would have seen in the announcement, I have links to all of his books on Amazon, so you can just click on the links and go there. So, Joe, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about, you know, why you wrote this book and what Chasing Your Life is all about, okay? Sounds good. Excellent. And uh, welcome on the Facebook live stream, Cardell and David and Dennis. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Um, So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your your digital connectors. connectors. Woo hoo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with best-selling author, um, spiritual guide, and business coach, and professional speaker, Joe Nunziata. Joe, so you've you've come out with this new book, Chasing Your Life. Um, What inspired you to write another book? I mean, this is your one, two, three, four, fifth book, right? This is it. It's a fifth book. It was, was, uh, it's funny, it took me about five years to finish it. It was... um, you know, this was a personal story for me. I talk about my dad in this book and his journey ah. and his chasing because he was a person who chased uh, things in the external world. That your quotes were very appropriate for our topic today, your Abraham quotes. Yeah. And um, his chasing kind of passed on to me, and then I went and, and his chasing led to his ultimate demise, and my chasing led to a lot of pain and suffering. Mm. So I, I wanted to you know, put this message out there and give people an, an, it's part of what we are as people, but understanding that there's a way to go out and do things in life and accomplish things without that feeling and the stress that goes along with it. So it was, it was a story that was close to my heart because like I said, I watched my father do it and then I went and did the same thing. And both of us, it, it created a lot of pain and suffering. So trying to help people avoid 
some of those pitfalls that we experience. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And your, your, your dad was a cop, so, I mean, he literally chased people for a living. Yeah, he chased people, but in his case, he was chasing glory as far as getting identified and being somebody who would be known. He worked with guys from the case, and you and I remember this, Sam, because we're old enough to French Connection. Oh, and things. Yeah. So he worked with those guys, and they became famous for breaking that case. So his intent and his focus was on, that's what I want to do. I want to be the guy like that. And he chased after not only the bad guys, but also the, the fame that he thought would come with it. Right, right, right. So so he was chasing, uh, yeah, not just the bad guys, but he was chasing this idea. He was chasing something that was outside of himself. Yes, he was chasing this this vision of what he thought this would bring him. It was not about, the, again, it, I always look at people with intent, and I say, what is your intent? What, why are you doing that? And, you know, when I'm working with someone, it, and, of course, his intent behind it was really more so, it was actually more for that, I would say, than even breaking the case. It was more about the recognition for him. So, uh, again, it was it was focusing, like, where are you focusing? And that's an important question. Right, right, right. Right. So you say it took you you five years to write it. W was that because, as you say, this is more of a, a personal story or, or, or you're kind of using the personal story? Or did it take five years because you really wanted to explain things to people in, in a way that they really understand that they don't have to chase things, right? Yeah, I think it was a combination of both. I think part of it was that it was personal. There were times when I was doing it and I was bringing up some emotion for my own self that I needed to take a break. And then there were just times when, you know, I'm, it's funny when you write books and, I, you know, some of them I've written, they've just kind of flowed right out. And this one was not like that. It kind of, all of a sudden, I kind of blanked for lack of a better term and uh. needed to take some time in between. So one of the things I've learned in the creative process is just kind of trust that and go with your feeling when you're ready that I was ready, and I went back and I finished it. Ah, okay, okay. So, so what was the the sort of initial? Was there some initial thing? Was there something that like sort of triggered you that that said, you know, I, I need to tell this story now, like just in the beginning, or it was just something you had been thinking about for a long time, and you just felt it was time to start start telling that story? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it was it was something that I had to get out of my system. To tell you the truth, it was it was a, it was a message that I had to bring out from from my own self. And also, it, the other part of it for me was if anybody can read this and say, "Oh, okay, I'm doing this. I want to stop. Uh, I see what I'm doing now." I think I didn't. You know, I think you get blinded when you get into these spaces. You just mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're focused on something and it it takes over. Mm -hmm. And I, I saw that happen with my father. So I, I feel like when people you don't even realize it. And I think if I sat down with him then and said, hey, you know, I was only a little kid, but if I sat down and said, what are you doing? Had he been able to do that, he may have, you know, reassessed his situation, although I don't know if that was his personality. But right. I think for people to be able to say, if it, if it makes somebody take a step back and say, whoa, 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 what am I doing here? And, and how, what's going on? Why am I doing this? And then helps them realign themselves, that would be a tremendous blessing. Right, right, right. Again, it would empower people instead of, uh, like the quote was, living by default. It, it's more when you, you understand uh, uh, what's going on, then you can live more on purpose instead of by default. Yeah, I think it's understanding why you're doing something and, and not just, I think most people in this world, a lot of people, you know, they get up in the morning, they go through their routine, they mm -hmm. do what they do. I don't know that they know why they're doing it. 
Yeah. So I think for us, it's kind of like saying, well, why are you doing that? And, you know, when I ask people those questions, and they say, well, you know, I have to pay my bills, and I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to do the other thing. Right. But there's no the, emotionally connecting to yourself and saying, well, why am I doing that? How do I feel about doing that? Is there something else I would want to do? These are the kind of questions we want to start asking ourselves to really create the kind of life that we're talking about. Right, right, right. Okay, so so take us through. Uh, let, let's take take us through the book. Like, wh- how is it written, and, and like, like how? What is the the arc of the book in terms of what is the path you're trying to to take the reader through in the beginning of the book? Well, basically, what I want people to understand is that we, this in our as human beings, we are designed to improve ourselves. We are designed to, you know elevate ourselves this is what we're all about we're inventors we're creators so naturally as part of who we are you know we started out rubbing sticks together in caves <laughs> and you know now we're living in houses with heat and air conditioning and electricity and all these inventions and things that we have are because of our nature to create and improve that's right. a wonderful part of being human that's what we do right the other side of it becomes but of course you know as you know sam everything in the physical world has that yin yang two-sided energy and the other side of it is the the part that makes us create uh, you know crazy and impulsive and egoic and takes us in another direction so it's almost like saying how do i balance between you know what you said earlier on the show like you're perfect for your, I always tell, tell everybody, you're perfect for your journey. We're, that's what we are as people. We do want to do those things. The question is, can I do it and balance it and also focus my energy in a way that I don't get egoic and compulsive and lose myself in this chase for what I'm trying to accomplish? Even if it's a noble task, it can eat you alive when it emotionally takes over everything in your life. Right. So it's not necessarily what it sounds like you're saying is the chase itself is not inherently bad. Right. It's more how are we showing up in the chase? Right. The chase is part of our DNA to a degree. Right. So it's it's part of who we are. It's part of who we are. So because we're going to go out there and want to do something and change something and accomplish something. Most people, you know, that's how we are. So that's not inherently bad. The, what, where it gets problematic is when it emotionally overtakes us into that place of obsession or e- ego. That's really where it starts to go off the rails. So, right. so that's the idea of being in that awareness to say, okay, am I, am I keeping myself, even though I'm moving forward and I want to create and accomplish, am I holding myself in the space emotionally and spiritually that I want to be in? Right, right. And and it's not necessarily uncommon that we start one place, like we may start from good intentions, but then as we we start going through the process that it may shift in the middle of it, or as things develop, as things change, all of a sudden, we get some, uh, uh, we get some notoriety, or we get some, some popularity. And then all of a sudden, it starts feeding our ego a little too much. And that starts to take over instead of the initial idea of really helping and sharing or, or where, wherever we were coming from initially yeah and i think that happens to a lot of people I, I, you know they're well intended and then all of a sudden you get involved with with you with you know human being human and all the different trappings right. and 
power and money. You know, one of the people that's really interesting that you bring this up that just came into my mind as you're talking was Jimmy Hoffa. Ah. You know, Jimmy Hoffa was a guy that his niche, you know, when you really, and I I read about his story and who he was, Uh and obviously in the end he got involved with organized crime, but his original intent was to create the union to help these guys who were being taken advantage of. And then he got involved with these guys because they were able to help him do some things that he was was having a hard time doing, but it was almost like he sold his soul to, and then once he got involved, it took him down a different path. So that could happen. All of a sudden, like you said, it's money, it's notoriety, it's power. The one thing that's interesting, and and I've seen it over and over again, I'm sure you have as well, when you take somebody and all of a sudden they get elevated into a position of power or authority or notoriety, whatever you want to call it, it exposes everything within yourself. So that's where you you have to be able to say, it, I'm still the same person. I Just because I accomplished or did something or whatever I did, and people are seeing me in a different way, you need to keep yourself your, yourself grounded into your true self. And, and that's where, of course, it's easy to, when people are praising you or telling you how great you are, you see this with celebrities and athletes, it's hard for them to hold themselves in the space of being humble and say, yeah, I'm just still, I, I just happen right. to be able to do this. Right. And... It doesn't make me different than anybody else, but it, it's hard to stay there. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and you know, that happens even in, in, in very spiritual pursuits. Like, I've personally seen that um, with some of the shamanic work that I do, that, you know, when somebody becomes sort of a shamanic facilitator and they're first kind of on the scene and everyone thinks they're so great and so wonderful, it's very easy. And I've seen that where it just fed the person's ego and then instead of them continuing to do their work and, as you say, stay grounded and come from that humble place, it kind of uh, trips them up and they don't do their work. And all of a sudden you find out later on, like, oh, there's all this stuff happening in the back when we didn't know about where the person actually was, you know, became out of integrity and became somebody who was not what most people thought they were. Primarily because, like, now they were their center of attention where they never were before. Yeah, it took them, again, away from the original place where they started, if that's where they started, which, of course, we don't know. But the idea behind it is to say you've seen a lot of people say, all of a sudden, this took me to a place that I was not. And and I always talk about emotional preparation because Mm -hmm. you want to emotionally prepare yourself for this place because you will never, if you haven't experienced it before, you don't know how you're, what's going to happen to you when you get there. So it's one of the exercises I always work on with people is get yourself emotionally prepared. What will it feel like to be in that space? Mm. Not to say you can in, in anticipate everything, but at least right. you'll be ready to say, okay, I'm kind of ready for what this will be when I get there. It helps you prepare yourself and stay in a good place. Mm. Right. So that, you know, it, it, it's like prepare yourself so that you know, you know, how do you keep your ego from taking over or how do you do stay in alignment and in integrity with what your core values are so that, you know, you don't allow um, these things to kind of take over and pull you in a direction that is not really your intention or pull you in a direction by default instead of by choice. Exactly. So I'm, I'm kind of getting myself ready. It's like training, right? If you were going to run a marathon, you would not just walk out the door and say, I'm going to run 26 miles. You wouldn't be able to do that. You would have to train for that to prepare. And even people who run the marathon would say, even with all the training I did, 
it was, you know, when you have to do it the whole thing in one shot, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's challenging. So, but at least, but they prepared for it physically in that case and also mentally and emotionally. Right. So this is the same idea to say, if I emotionally at least prepare myself for what what's coming, I have a much better chance of dealing with it in a, in a better way. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, great, great um, analogy and a great piece of advice for people listening. It's time for us to take another break, Joe. When we come back, let's talk about, you know, some of the other points in the book of, like, what can people get from this and learn from this to help them in their journey um, with their chasing and their arrival, okay? Sounds good. Excellent, excellent. Um, and again, a quick shout out to some of my peeps on the Facebook live stream. Uh, Carlos, Adi Love, uh, Maria, Chris, thank you guys for joining us. If anyone has any questions, please uh, just type the questions into the comments field of the Facebook live stream. We'll read the comments out or questions. And if you're enjoying this, please share. Share the videos. Let let your friends see it. Um, Joe's got a, is a good guy and he's got some good stuff to share. So everybody, hold your seats. Please stay tuned, and we're going to be right back after these messages. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with author Joan and, and teacher Joe Nunziata about his book, Chasing Your Life. So you gave us some uh, a really great piece of advice in the last segment, Joe, about sort of preparing ourselves emotionally the same way we would prepare ourselves physically for a marathon or for some competition. Um, uh what else like what else can should people kind of be more aware of um like maybe how do they recognize that they're chasing because sometimes i think people are chasing something in their life and they don't even realize they're chasing well i think for most people you know when i speak to somebody they start telling me about what they want so i think that's kind of where we want to begin is say you know what is it that you want what is it that you're trying to do you know i see this with a lot of people whether it's uh you know, I want to be in a relationship, right? I want to be, I don't want to be alone anymore. I hear this a lot from people. Uh-huh. So the idea behind it, and I, you know, I've had a, and a lot of people are, as a result of that, they're in a chasing mode. Like, I'm going to meet somebody, I'm going to meet somebody. And so what's happening is they're out of the space of what they really want, 
which is the what is and I say to them, what is the feeling you're looking for? Yeah. What is because see in your mind you believe and I'll ask them why is this important and I say well you know I, I don't want to be alone. See that's not yeah. so you're chasing from a fear-based position because what you're doing yeah. is you're chasing after this idea that I need a relationship because I don't want to be alone. So I'm in a fear-based energy as opposed to saying, well, what does it really mean? Why do I, why do I need a relationship? What well, you said earlier, right? Right. I have everything I already need. The relationship just is something that makes my life, it enhances me, but I don't need it. See, so the right. idea that I need right. this thing, whether it's a car or a house or a title or a TV show, whatever the people think they need, that's taking them out of the purity of why we're here. So you're really here to create something. So if I say, well, what is it? Why do you want the relationship? And I had one person say, well, I, I'm, I want to be financially secure. So I, I don't want to be alone. I'm afraid I won't have enough money. So all of these negative drivers uh, put you into, into a fear-based panic to a degree. And now you're in a mode of, I'm chasing after this thing, whether it's a job or whatever, and I'm not in a good energy. So immediately I've triggered fear and I've pushed myself into a chasing energy and that's where you don't want to be right 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 yeah because it's almost like we become so attached to the thing that we're chasing like we i have to get this as opposed to no i'm good but it would be nice to have something else so it's like yeah we all want things and it's nice to have a nice thing it's nice to have a good environment but it's not essential it doesn't make us a good person or a bad person because we have this thing, whether it's a relationship or an object or, like you say, a title or a business, but it's more this is just an expression of of how we're feeling or what we like to feel. Yeah, exactly, and that's not, and it's not going to make you happy. Like you said, it's an enhancement. I think that's the word we right. want to use, right? So right. it's an enhancement. It's something nice for me to experience, but I don't need. It's not. <laughs> It's not making me, it's not going to ultimately make, it may make you happy in the short term. It's kind of like when you buy something you really want, you're happy initially, or you have that initial rush of, you know, dopamine and your brain connects and says, wow, I love this and it feels good. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, you're like, okay, now what? Right. So so these chasing items are very fleeting because they come, they go. Even when you get them, they, they lose their, their – it's kind of like the sh- a shiny object, and then after a while it gets a little dull. It's not as exciting as it was. I experienced this in sales when I got into sales, and you're, you're, you're in effect chasing an account. Right? You're trying to get this big account. You're working on it. You're doing all these different things, and then you finally get it. And it's like, this is great. And the minute it, it's almost like within a day or two, you're back to, okay, what's next? Right. So, okay. so, so this is the, these are the, as I call in the book, the perils of the chase. This, these are the perils of what you could expect when you live in that energy. Right, right. And it's so funny because this like uh, is so perfect into the, the message that I've had overall on my show since the beginning of the year, which is it's about the journey. And that, you know, when we get so hung up on the achievement, on the goal, on the thing, it's so fleeting that then we're always chasing the next thing instead of enjoying the journey along the way. You know, I, I like to say you can't have a happy ending to an unhappy journey. Yeah, because now I've lost the whole fun. And, and, you know, when I look at all my work and, I've you know, all this work and all this work on myself and all work on my mm-hmm. ego and clearing all this negative energy. So right. that was all the the more difficult 
work and the more, in effect, the more gratifying work now, I'm not really doing, I don't need to do that level of work anymore. So there's a part of me that says, wow, I remember when everything was so much harder for me to get through. That was the, that was the part that you almost look back and say, wow, that was the, that was a great part of the journey. This is kind of a different level of the journey. It's still great, but it's, but that part was, was, was really looking back. That was the real blood and guts part of it. That was, that was the deepest, most powerful. Right. Where the most growth was happening. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, no, you've had a a book before about karma and you, you, do you talk about karma in this book too? Yeah, because your karma is part of your chasing idea because you have in your karma. I I just mentioned it in the book a little bit. Obviously the karma buster book goes deeply into the whole karmic thing, but you know, you do have within yourself desires that are born into your DNA. So that's part of your karma. So for example, you and I had a certain desire to do this deep down in our soul. We didn't know that until a certain point when right. it started becoming more of who we were, right. but or who we we came here to be in this lifetime. But it's definitely so. What, what I always want to do is help people attach and reconnect to that idea because it's about creativity. So you might have said, "Well, you should be a chef," and I ended up in banking because that's what my mother wanted, what my father wanted me right. to do, right. and you repress that feeling of emotion of what you really wanted to express in yourself. So that's what we want people to do is say, okay, what do I always talk about creation? What do you mm-hmm. want to create? Right. What is it that, what is it that you feel emotionally excited about? That's part of your karmic journey. That's where mm-hmm. you you were born with the right skills and the right information, the right intelligence, the right temperament, the right looks, the right everything to do what you came to do but now you have to follow that path, which many of us did not do. Right, right, right. And it's kind of when we don't follow that path, we actually tend to have more lessons to learn. I don't want to say struggle, but more lessons to learn and more challenges until we finally kind of get on to where, I don't know, where we really wanted to be in the beginning. And then it's not that we don't have challenges, but somehow they're not the kinds of challenges that, that, you know, uh, uh, deaden our energy. Yeah, and you have to remember, when you're not in alignment with your karmic journey, you're in effect in in a state of resistance on some level because Uh. you're doing something that you really, in your higher self, don't want to be doing. And so there is a state within you, there's there's a feeling of resistance because there's something inside of you saying, well, I'm not feeling like this is, I'm doing it, but right. I'm not feeling like this is what I should be doing, and that creates this disruption in your energy field. So, so it's important. To, and, you know, it's interesting because I find people now, they'll say, yeah, I know what, where, where I'm going right now, even though I still have this job that I know is not my long-term thing. But, it's fo- but they're fine with it because they are, they are aligned with where they're going, and they're just saying, okay, I know this is just kind of taking care of me for now until I transition across. That's very different than somebody who's saying, I'm not – doing what I really desire mm-hmm. and now I'm in a state of resistance because every day I get up and, and my energy is I'm trying to push myself forward doing something I don't right, want to do right right and you know it was something that uh, even as a as a young man that that always kind of confused me that I, I knew so many people who were doing jobs just for the paycheck literally they hated going into work every day they hated what they were doing and they were just doing it because it gave them a nice paycheck and i was always like 
you know, there's so many interesting things in the world. Can't you get a paycheck at something that you're at least interested in that, that, you know, is interesting, that kind of feeds you a little bit. And, and I mean, I can honestly say that for me, whatever I've done and I've done different things at different times and I haven't always done the best things, but there was always something interesting about what I was doing. It was never so awful. Even if, even if the interesting part was just the people I was with, there was always something about it that, that, was at least um, fed me in some way, in, in an energetic way. Yeah, and basically a lot of that's, you know, we're conditioned from childhood because the idea behind it was, well, work is something you do that's right. not supposed to be fun. fun. Right. And you, you have to do it just to, get a pay, just to pay the bills. So there's a lot of conditioning that's been passed on from generation to generation where it wasn't about do something you love, follow your passion, uh, you know, all the cliches that you've heard. But we didn't grow up in an environment that said, hey, what do you you feel like you want to do? It was more like, hey, you have to go get a job. I remember, you know, that, well, my dad died when I was young, and my mother was all about, hey, you know, I finished high school on a Friday, and on Monday I was working full time. I'd never stopped since. So it, it was, but her mentality was, hey, you go get a job, that's what you do. Don't tell me, I don't care if you like it, I don't care if you don't like it. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So it creates this guilt. It creates some shame. It creates all these emotions that we grew up with. And for many people, they're still carrying today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, just real quickly before we go to our last break of the show, you, you talk a little bit about surrender in the book, don't you? Yeah, you know, surrender is an interesting thing because I think our association to surrender is giving up. You know, it's like I, I right. wave the white flag and I surrender. I think that's how we yeah. see it. But, you know, cause I just, again, that's a, a societal thing, right? Oh, they surrendered. You see the white flag. Yeah. So for me, surrender was giving up the chase. I said, let me give up. I'm, I want to give up the pain. I want to give up the disruption. I want to give up all of this anxiety. That was my surrender. So you're surrendering this thing that is causing you pain and distress, you're not giving up. Very different emotional feeling, but I think most people say, well, oh, now you're giving up. I said, no, I'm not giving up. I'm surrendering this part of my life. I no longer want to feel this way. So that's the surrender we're talking about, surrendering the pain. So why wouldn't you want to do that? Right, right. Sort of surrendering those things that are just out of alignment for you. Yeah, surrendering the people, the places, the, 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 anything that's, uh, that, in, that you're doing that's creating pain or discomfort or, or struggle or anxiety, those are the things you want to surrender. Right. And that's when you really move yourself to a different place because you consciously say, yes, I want to surrender this. This no longer serves me. I'm no longer interested in being in pain. And then the universe really opens up. Right, right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, time for us to take our our last break. Um, When we come back, Joe, we're going to quickly wrap up. Um, I actually have a special guest I'm going to bring on for like the last five minutes. And uh, we'll let everybody know once again uh, where to get your book, how to get in touch with you, and what's coming up next for Joe Nunziata, okay? Sounds good. All right, excellent. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour. Um, on talkradio.nyc, my guest this hour is Joe Nunziata, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Joe, we have a question from the peanut gallery for you. Yes, sir. And my wife was in the other room. She said, how do you surrender? What, is, what exactly do you do? Well, surrender is, is a feeling like everything else. It's kind of an emotional place that you get to. So we're, a lot of us are trained and conditioned to live in a state of distress and struggle. Right. And we keep doing things because we're in that energy to perpetuate that environment and that feeling. So you get to a point like for me, I was always struggling financially and I was battling it out and I was and, and I, I really to a degree liked the I was so addicted. Really, it's about addiction to an emotion. I was addicted to that feeling of struggling because it became embedded into who I was. And finally, I got to a point and I, I did a lot of releasing work and chakra clearing work. And I just said, you know what? I'm ready to just let this go. And it was just an emotional experience where I felt this feeling of, okay, time to let it go. You don't have to, you don't have to be this anymore. So this, a lot of the surrender has to do with giving up the identity that you believe you're supposed to be based on how you grew up. And you're still holding, you're supposed to be responsible, you're supposed to be whatever it is that you think you're supposed to be. That's perpetuating a lot of this pain. So it's time to surrender and just say, I, I no longer, this no longer serves me. I want to let it go. But it's identifying that emotion that's holding you in that space. So for me, it was that feeling of struggle and failure that I was just so used to having that I had to finally say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to let this go. And then you can surrender. All right. Peanut gallery, does that answer your question? <laughs> sort of. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's actually a deeper conversation, but, yes, but I'm yes, just trying to give you the radio version of the right, answer. Right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, Joe, if, if people want to find out more about you, get in touch with you, how do they find you? Uh, they go to my main site. is Joe Nunz, J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com, J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. You'll see my calendar. I do live events and you know a lot of virtual events as well. And there's a product button there where they can get the book or... Yeah. If they want to get a free audio preview as well, they can go to chasingyourlife.net. 
So that's ah. a secondary site. So they can go to JoeNuns.com or ChasingYourLife.net. Wonderful, wonderful. So what, what are you working on these days? What's, what's next for Joe Nuns? Well, I, don't know, I just finished this one, so I'm just trying. But, uh, you know, we continue. Right now, I have, I have a show as well on Transformation Talk Radio. I do a couple of times a month. And I'm just really working on continuing to expand. I have a new project that I will be launching uh, probably in about four or five months. It's called Greater Goodism, oh. which we're going to work on really focusing people on the greater good. So I actually got that URL, oh. and I'm working on it. So that I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm still, you know, putting the pieces of that puzzle together. So to, for me, mostly, it's just about continuing to do the work and helping people heal their, their emotional selves. Because the bottom line with everything is, if you don't heal yourself emotionally, nothing else is going to happen. And mm. this is the key. It's not about external. It's not about getting something. It's not about chasing something. It's about doing the inner work on your emotional self. And that's when you're going to really see the changes take place. And that is the focus of my work. It, it's a little heavy lifting, mm -hmm. but it's the kind of work that really is sustainable as opposed to the quick fix. Yeah, I set goals. I did a vision board. I did this. This is roll up your sleeves. Let's get it done. Right. Build something sustainable and move forward. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Joe, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule for coming on my show today. I, I, I got to dig up the archives and see exactly how many times you've been on. Yes, e email me my, my number so I can put it uh, in, my, in my book. Okay. You got <laughs> it. You got it. Thank you so much, Joe. And uh, once you get that Greater Goodism uh, project launched, uh, maybe we'll have you back on later in the year. You got it. Thank you so much, right, Sam. Thanks, thank oh, thanks as always. Oh, you got it. You got it. That was Joan Nunziata. The name of the book is Chasing Your Life. You can go to ChasingYourLife.net. It's a wonderful book. I've known Joe for years. All of his books, all of his programs are wonderful. You guys know I wouldn't have him on the show uh, coming back so many times if he wasn't really good. So um, it is my pleasure now to introduce a surprise uh, a guest in studio, uh, Courtney Hill. Welcome, Courtney. Well, thank you very much. It's nice to be here. It's wonderful to have you here. And Courtney Hales, um, well, now you're hailing from uh, Delaware, but originally, well, not originally, but more recently from, from Santa Fe, right? Yeah, I'm from the Southwest um, and studied with a native shaman out there for 15 years. Oh, so 15 fresh years. Back to All right. Coast. Welcome, welcome. Okay, let me get the other one here, too. So, uh, Courtney, I decided to have her come on board because we're actually doing a little event tonight here in the Double Diamond Wellness Center. So I thought you'd I'd have, uh, have you talk about it briefly. Um, what are we doing tonight at 6 o'clock p.m.? Well, um, synchronistically, it's directly related to what your previous guest was just talking about, which is totally amazing. Yes. It's a different way of coming at the same thing. Um, people have blockages. They figure out what they want in their life, and I get them to the point where they're chasing their life, right? Right. And then they find out that they have these blockages, and what do you do about it? Right. So Combo is an unbind you, uh, anti-panema, you know, pop you out of the, ah. the old groove and into a new one kind of medicine. Gotcha. So we're going to do some frog medicine tonight. Frog medicine. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what? I had one question that I never really realized. What is the active ingredient in the frog medicine? There are over 30 identifiable ingredients. Ooh, and, wow. I mean, the only ingredient is actually the, the toxin secreted by the skin of yeah, that particular frog. frog. What's that frog called? Do you remember? 
Um, it has a long name. I think it's Phylum Medusa Bifida. I mean, it doesn't have something like the Amazon red fire tree frog or something simple <laughs> no. like that. Uh, no. and people often ask if it's the toxic dart frog oh, user yeah, yeah, poison. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. And we have a bunch of people signed up. I think we have like one spot left or something. That's it, people. Yeah, so... Uh, but maybe we'll get you to come back because I know there are a couple of people who couldn't make it tonight who really wanted to join in. I would love to come back. And it's powerful medicine. And yeah. as each person becomes more empowered, then we all become more empowered. Right, right. How is the, the frog medicine different from like other, like plant, like many of my listeners are familiar with plant medicine ceremonies. How is the frog medicine ceremony different? Um, it's different in that it's not a psychedelic, a psychotropic. And, um, for example, in my community in New Mexico, there are a lot of people who are AA, especially Native Americans. Uh, and yeah. they're always concerned, is it a drug? Is it alcohol? And right. no, it's not. It's none of those. But what it does do is it flushes out your system. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my opinion, it's flushing out the base of the brain where uh, pre-verbal uh, trauma is stored. Oh, So there's okay. a lot of stuff that people have as blockages that they just can't get to. Right. And this swooshes it right and you, and and you may not even know like if this is preverbal this could be something and you don't even you know some trauma or some experience that you had that that you can't even remember or even touch yeah and even with um with the drum journeying and with the other plant medicine mm-hmm. which is psychedelic and psychotropic mm-hmm. um it doesn't get down to that sometimes it'll get you close to the feeling of it but you can't right. seem to get it out it's like an uh, itch that you can't scratch right right because it is so deep wonderful and how long have you been doing this for five years. Five I was, years now. I was wow. blessed at a ghost dance up in Colorado to be initiated just spontaneously. And oh, it's wow. been the most amazing journey of my life. Wow. Also a little bit Twilight zone Um So if people aren't prepared for change, I would suggest to stay away from it because you will get what you pray for. Ah. And in a, an amazing kind of synchronistic way. Wow. Wow. And it's not a long ceremony, is it? It's not no, like it's one real... of these things that like takes 12 hours or right, something. Right, right, right. That's the other way it's different than the ayahuasca or anything else is that it's quick. Um, up and down is about two hours total. But the kind of rush, and if you're going to purge or get well, it's within about a half an hour. Oh, okay. So people are okay to drive, and they're quote unquote back to normal, a different normal right, <laughs> after right, two right. hours. They're, they're, they're new normal. <laughs> they're new normals right. in the house after two. All right, wonderful. And so if if anybody wants to come tonight, again, I think we have one spot left. Um, you can go to the Double Diamond Wellness uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Double Diamond Wellness, and there's a link to the tickets. Um, do you know off the top of your head what the link is just to go directly to tickets? I do not. I've okay. been looking at our daily magic, and I've been looking at my meetup. So Okay, no that. problem. So, yeah. So, guys, come on out for that. Thank you for popping on real quick, Courtney. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And everybody, of course, you know, you guys got to stay tuned. We still got a couple of great shows coming up for you today after my show. So you're going to get more of Courtney um, uh, on the following show, which is Kai Cole and our daily magic. And you'll find out much more about Courtney's magic as well as her other guest's name, which is Michael Sherman. Yes, um, who's going to come on board. And uh, so I want you guys to stay tuned for that. Immediately followed by um, Adam Weinberg, our our host with Is It Plugged In? And he's got a live show with a brand new guest. Um, something about, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can, There's so many shows and, so, and they're all so wonderful. I can't keep them all straight. So, Right. So if you have not yet, oh, thanks for all the hearts and thumbs up and everything. Um, so yes, if you have not yet done it, you must go do it now. 
go to the website, talkradio.nyc. If you're listening to us at a phone app or you're listening to the Facebook live stream, I don't care if it's three years from now, go to talkradio.nyc. Right on the top of the page, you can put in your name and your email address. You'll get our newsletter. The newsletter has all of the details about our events, our schedules, what's happening with the different shows. We got new shows in the wings that are going to be coming on board pretty soon. We've had you know some changes with the schedules lately. It's going to continue to shift and change and grow. Um, as well as we still have our GoFundMe campaign going. And as a matter of fact, we've already started purchasing new equipment. Um, we've got a new webcam on the Facebook live stream, which I'm using on my Conscious Consultant Facebook page. We've got a new phone system. We're still working. Got to get some cables and stuff working to get just kind of get out that that last little bit of interference um so yeah we're, we're please help us to grow the station you know the, the more that you help and support us if you can donate i don't care if it's five dollars ten dollars just go to talkradio.nyc click on the gofundme campaign on the top and um happy to um receive your your kind donation we'll give you a shout out um we've got a bunch of new people shouted us out recently so everybody thank you all for listening and thank you i hope you enjoyed the show with my guest joe nunziata please stay tuned for our daily magic followed by is it plugged in and we will talk to you on the conscious consultant hour next week thursday 12 noon eastern to 1 p.m thank you guys we'll talk to you then You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to 
the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 